Thank you for tuning in to another episode of She Laughs, a podcast dedicated to bringing you honest and transparent viewpoints in this daily faith journey. Now join with me as we listen to T and Crystal discuss the latest. Hey everyone, it's your girl Crystal. Hey everybody, it's Crystal. And welcome to another episode of She Laughs. Yep, Welcome yeah. back everybody, everyone. This week we're in another week of quarantine and so... Tanisha and I, of course, decided to have some of our friends on the podcast. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, guys, we're going to go yep, yep. on Robin and introduce ourselves. So, Heather, let's start with you. Okay, you guys. So, it is Heather. I go by Hey Heather May. Um, and that's it. Awesome. Awesome. Next up, we have the amazing Eric Moore. Hey, it's Eric. I go by Eric Moore. <laughs> what more can you say? What more can you say? There's so many puns you can have off more, but hey, I'm not going to go there today. <laughs> and last but not least, the lovely Miss Danielle. Hey, what's up, guys? My name is Danielle. I go by Danielle or Danny or Danielle, however the spirit moves you. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. So, guys, how have y'all been doing this week in quarantine? How's everybody? Oh, who wants to go pretty first? Pretty good. Yeah, I'm, I'll go first. I'm pretty okay. I think. Um, I think now we've kind of like settled into that that part of quarantine where you're just like, all right, whatever happens, happens. But I know I still have to go with the flow. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm good. I'm I'm still on the up and up. Um, I think I've been at the same tone and tempo this whole thing. It's just played in my favor. So I've just been riding the wave. So it's good. I like uh, that the pace of a lot of things has slowed down. So I'm chilling. Mm, I agree. That pace has definitely slowed down. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Mm-hmm. So this is Danny. Um, things have been going pretty well for me. Um, I was working as a frontliner. I was seeing patients in the clinic. Um, the clinic has gone through some changes. They had to bring in more family practice providers to see more of the sick patients. So mm-hmm. they took all of the behavioral health um, providers out of the clinic and put us in home to work. So I'm seeing my patients virtually, which is kind of interesting. Um, it's cool because I really don't see the need to ever go back to the office now, but it's also interesting because, you know, I have two daughters and a dog now. we got a dog during quarantine and they like <laughs> oh. to, <laughs> he's a cutie, and they like to bust in all my sessions. Um, I don't know if y'all heard in the background, but both of my daughters and the dog just bust in behind me. So, yes, that's, that's what we're dealing with. But um. I'm just trying to keep myself motivated, just trying to keep my energy levels up. I did find myself kind of hitting a wall last week. So what I did was kind of restructured my entire day today. Um, I'm waking up earlier to add in more time for prayer and exercising. Um, I added in me time. I added in family time. And I added in time with the spouse so that everyone's needs are being taken care of. So oh, yeah, good. that's where I that's am. That's really dope. Wow, somebody's yeah. a planner. Right. Right. Yeah, let me get my you life together. You went from the laissez-faire to like the super planner. Right. right. I'm, I'm over here like, yeah, I'm just going with the flow. Yeah. It's either that or chaos. So. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Well, 
I say this week has definitely been going um, good. <sighs> Guys, it feels like I'm super busy. And I uh, was originally going with the flow, but I'm ended up being like you, Danielle. I've got to add structure yeah. to my day. Mm-hmm. Um, or nothing gets done. Mm-hmm. So I'll literally, well, now the show is Supernatural. So I'll literally end up watching like 10 episodes of Supernatural. Yep. Instead of doing, <laughs> <laughs> doing what I know I'm supposed to be doing. So my patients uh, call that something. They call that couch lock, where you get locked on the couch. Oh. You don't do anything. That's that's what my mm. patient call. I said, I like that. I'm going to use that. So yes, couch <laughs> lock. <laughs> yeah, like unlock myself from the couch. Yeah. Um, but this week I've been busy. I've been taking um a lot of different classes. We've got School of the Prophetic with Apostle John McKinney, who's also been a guest on the show. We've got uh evolutionary leadership with Dr. Matthew Stevenson, uh Dream Again Challenge with Apostle John Eckhart, and then my own personal goals. And I'm like, Lord, I feel busier now in quarantine My than I God. was outside of quarantine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Restructuring. Been, yeah, it's definitely been um, good to me. So mm-hmm. that's, that's how I'm feeling. Yeah, absolutely. And T, what you got over there? Oh, I'm good. <laughs> good. Um, had a good week. Um, anxiety has been very low. Um, I had a little bit of a stumble over the weekend, but um, it wasn't that bad. So I was able to get right back on track. Um, been busy as well. A lot of reading, a lot of studying, taking the same classes you're taking. Um, one extra one I'm taking is a worship class that um, Chandler Moore is doing. Nice. So um, taking up the opportunity to expound on um, not only my spiritual gifting, but um, my profession. So mm. I've been taking some color classes online as well. So nice. <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah. But um, I mean, I'm not doing anything else during the day. So it keeps me from having that couch. That couch lock. <laughs> It's a condition. Right. It's a real condition. Right. And she's giving exactly. she's giving me language to it. <laughs> right. Now I know what's wrong with my life. Because now I'm, and, and look, and I'm sitting here like, well, I don't even have a long couch, but I do have a spot. I, <laughs> I have a little spot. <laughs> Love it. Oh, nice, nice. Well, glad to see everyone is doing fine. So, guys, hold up, balls. It's that time. What have you seen <laughs> on the internet, whether it's funny or inspirational? Because, you know, the internet interwebs always got something to say. Always undefeated. Always undefeated. Always. They always got mm-hmm. So, has anyone got something? this week i have something (laughs) so okay it's kind of corny but i definitely got a good little chuckle out of it because i appreciate some good humor okay so um basically it's a it's a meme and it's saying if a fart can make it through two tight butt cheeks and draws (laughs) and jeans i've seen that ain't no way the virus is not going to get through your little cheek mask Oh wow. <laughs> oh wow. I chuckle. I chuckle. I was like, oh, they right though. 
<laughs> That's correct. <laughs> that is correct. Great. I thought it was funny. No, that is hilarious. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> you gotta have a little humor in times really like this, you know? Like, are these masks really working? Right. I, I don't think so because there was I didn't it wasn't like a meme like that, but it was just a video and someone had on like the real N95 mask. And they tried to blow out a candle and it didn't go anywhere. And then they passed it to someone with a cloth mask and the mm-hmm. candle went straight out. And <laughs> I was like, right, you know, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. right. That's a perfect illustration right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like it if was you're meant wearing... to be serious, but I laughed. I'm sorry. I'm a goofball. I mean, like the mask <laughs> basically, if you can't breathe in it, then that means it's working. But that was my little funny quotable I saw. I got a good little chuckle. I need, you know, humor makes the world go around. Especially it does. Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. Amen. So I have one. And um, I don't know if any of you follow Kevin on stage. It's not necessarily a quotable. But if anybody has followed Kevin on stage oh, and seen his post of the lady talking about you can't be Christian and a clown. Oh, I didn't see that one. I oh. did see it. I did see it. I did see it. And so now Kev on stage has made a shirt. Oh my gosh. He's full extra. You gotta strike it. the iron while it's hot. <laughs> of a daggone beard and then a clown nose on the shirt. <laughs> Oh my God. Wow. <laughs> He's so goofy. <sighs> oh, and basically, she's rebuking Kevin on stage oh for, for being a lover of Christ and, and, a, com- and a comedian. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. Um, and I just think it's so funny. I mean, at this point, I'm like, people, it is okay to laugh. It really exactly. is. <laughs> Laughter is good medicine. Right. Yes. Oh Lord! But I'm not gonna lie. I, I thought it was gonna be done with Kev just doing a little video about it, and then he came out with the shirts. And I said, if I don't buy nothing else in this season, Lord, I'm buying this shirt. <laughs> I'm trying to look it up right now. It's that bad. Because <laughs> I kid you not, I'm eating at least 17 chuckles a day. Oh my gosh! Yes, I see the shirt. <laughs> oh my gosh, I gotta find oh this shirt. God, this says Christian Clown. I'm not doing it. I'm about to Google yes. it right now. Christian Clown shirt. Oh Christian my god. Shirt. <laughs> he said, say I won't drop this right now. I'm telling you, I need him to drop that merch. I need him to drop that merch. I don't see Because I promise you I will have it. It's... I mean, I I love the Lord, but the Lord gave us laughter, and I am going to laugh in this season. You hear me? Oh my God, <laughs> Danny, go to his I IG page. Okay, it's on his IG page. It's clear as day. Okay, you know? okay. <laughs> Child, let me go. Please. Yo, let me see what he's doing. So, what took me out on the um on the actual post he made is when at the end he was like, "You're right," and he he popped up in that clown suit. Yes, <laughs> took me out. Wait, <laughs> he got the crosses for the eyes. Right? <laughs> yes. 
Wait. Play too much. Play too oh, much. Oh my gosh. So wow, this one kind of yeah. puts me in the mind of it's not from this week. It was actually from a couple of weeks ago with the verses um live stream battles and it's not to be the the Teddy Riley and I just like <laughs> bruh I can't I you mm. know we were always like you're doing too much but we never we never had a metric for what is too much and so now we have that and it's like don't be the Teddy Riley of your job like don't don't do it don't do it yeah yes. don't be the Teddy yeah. Riley shout out to him I love him in his music but he finally gave us a metric <laughs> <laughs> I could just see how many, how far that'll go. But like, he was doing a Teddy, but not like a Teddy Teddy. He was just the like, full Riley girl, the full Riley, <laughs> like, like the full Riley. <laughs> <laughs> but did y'all see Nelly versus Ludacris, and they started calling him Nelly Riley? I know yes. I did. I, I sure did. Yes. I hashtag get a Nelly Riley. <laughs> see, that's what I'm saying. Like, oh. <laughs> Oh my God! Father God, the laughter is flowing, and I'm gonna give one last more. Did y'all see I Will Johnson talking about the prophet? Wait, wait, wait! Did you send me that that video? (laughs) Yes, he said. I see you in the house, and there's a bathroom right around the corner. Bless it, Lord. (laughs) What? Yes. That one was funny. I didn't see that one. I saw that one. That was hilarious, actually. I'm, I'm going to send it to you. Because he made the man fall out. Do I know you? <laughs> <laughs> but you think about it, in this, in this, especially these last years, there's a lot of prophets. That you like, what you prophesying is for everybody. That ain't. That ain't nothing. <laughs> My favorite, I don't know who this is for. It's for everybody. D- there you have it. It is a blanket problem. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> who this is for, but you need to take the dishes out, out the dishwasher right now. Do you know what? Man, I'm going, that, that, that is for me. <laughs> I got dishes in my sink. Right now. Right now. <laughs> Let me start. I'm I'm not. I'm not gonna be petty this early. Okay, let's go. <laughs> the sun is still up. Let's go. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh lord. Oh, Thank man. you, God. <laughs> Plus, we got we got plenty of plenty of a topic to talk about to be petty. So there there you have it. <laughs> with this uh, insecure. So with that, guys, we're gonna go ahead and get on into our subject matter. Yes. And this week we are talking, guys, about Insecure, Molly, and Issa's friendship. And, I mean, I don't know if y'all have watched the last two episodes. Mm -hmm. Even if you didn't watch last night, just the last week's episode alone was a lot. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So... I'm going to just start off, like, what is everybody's thoughts and just feelings on seeing a friendship who just a couple of seasons ago, they're only four seasons in, but when they started in season one, everybody wanted an Issa and Molly friendship, you know? 
they right. were squad goals and now we're seeing the cracks in that squad so it's kind of like what do what are we thinking what are we feeling um i'll go um <clears throat> i i like you said Chris, I, I find it funny that not too long ago they were the goal and now immediately they're toxic yeah like that's all you see on social media how um Molly is toxic or um, Issa is lazy and I, I find it funny how quick it flipped and how quick we are to um, talk about the person's shortcomings but that's how it is in any friendship you're going to be friends with somebody that has shortcomings so the question is can you move past those shortcomings and still be friends with them or are you going to judge them based on those shortcomings? Mm-hmm. And it seems like we're quick to judge them based on those shortcomings because even in their friendship, they're judging each other yeah. based on shortcomings. And they're deciding things and having conversations based off those judgments. And we're quick to do that to people instead of accepting that they have a shortcoming and finding a way to move past it without forcing them to fix it because it's an inconvenience to us. Mm, yikes. That's what we want. That's what we would rather mm-hmm. them do. You talk too much. You're too gossipy. Mm-hmm. You're too messy. I'm tired of hearing mm-hmm. that. Fix it because it mm-hmm. inconveniences me. Yes. Instead of going, I know this person is this way, so I avoid certain conversations mm-hmm. around them. You see what I'm saying? We We want them to change because it's an inconvenience for us. You're no longer fun. You now require work. I didn't sign up for work. I signed up to Kiki every time I call you on the phone. Mm -hmm. This is too much. Mm -hmm. So now I'll judge your shortcomings. When before, because they weren't bothering me in the beginning, I ignored them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. good. So we starting with the heat early. (sighs) Cool. You got it. Tone is set. My serious voice. So I want to counter that. Look, look, look. so I want to, I want to add to that. It's like a yes. And it's a perfect, perfect. um, Yes. And moment. And I'm going to say yes. And I also see that it's not just about not wanting to put in the work, but it was as long as I had something to hang over your head, like maybe you weren't the friend that had it all together and I was always the one that had it together. And maybe you were the one that I could like, kind of like pit myself against like, oh, I hang with this person. They trying to get it together. But as soon as I see you're getting together, I'm going to root for you as long as you don't surpass me. Mm -hmm. And I kind of like dealing with this episode um, and dealing with like seasons past, I kind of feel as though, honestly, I felt as I felt like Molly was okay with Issa being the the screw up friend, mm-hmm. being the one who did not have it together, and being the one who was always in need, um, and enabling her to be that person. Not to say that Issa wasn't holding down a job and holding down a man and holding down her own sense of wanting to grow and get out of her own insecurities for four and a half seasons but now when she finally tries to get something together and you see that you can deny her that you know you can just pull all the anchors pull all of the um 
the safety nets and support away from her and and see that she's still going to be able to pull pull it off without you and without everyone else essentially and you don't like that that's what i saw i saw she was okay with Issa the screw up until Issa became the one that was getting on her own two feet she was okay with enabling her until she saw that she no longer was needed by her Right. I'm going to add to that because I actually agree and I'm going to add another layer because um, Molly, I feel like 100% enabled Issa. I think Molly at one point has a savior complex, but I think on the flip side, how many of us know an Issa who it seems <clears throat> like they never can get anything established going and they always need a helping hand. Um, and I think what happens sometimes is people can actually use that to their benefit and play the victim role. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm always in a place of needing. I actually don't want to necessarily go grow. Not saying this is Issa because you, we can tell that she is wanting to go better. But we've had friends before that where they have benefited more off of being a victim. And so if I benefit for all this long time, what benefit is there for me to grow when I can get what I need at a victim place level? There's another flip side to that. Hmm. That's good. So, Eric? I'm I'm just, you know, I've been given a lot of thought to the whole thing. I mean, honestly, just looking at it from the beginning of season one to where we are with yesterday's episode, I kind of felt like this was coming because there seemed to be so many. How can I say it? There were a lot of oppor- there were a lot of instances that we were shown where they would just kind of low key take jabs at each other and feel a kind of way, but just kind of ignore it and mm. not really fully fully discuss it. Right. So I knew this right. was coming because they have poor communication. Neither of them really likes to hear the truth about themselves. Yeah. So you know, if you're in a friendship like that, and if you feel that your friendship is one sided, and you both feel that way, and neither of you are willing to actually have those difficult conversations and discuss it, then of course it's going to implode at some point. And on the opposite side of the coin, um, over time, you know, friendships do change. I do believe that there are people that are sent into your lives for periods of time. Some are lifetimers. Some are part-timers and some are short-timers and that's okay. But um, I do feel like them avoiding this conversation, you know, it to me just kind of shows how the dynamic of their friendship has changed because this is a huge elephant in the room for them and they're both talking to their mutual friends about it, but not discussing it with each other. Mm -hmm. So I do feel like their friendship has just gravitated apart organically um, I do feel like more mm-hmm. conversations along the seasons would have helped it, but I mean, that happens mm-hmm. and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Friendships do change over time. I think we are accustomed to trying to make friendships work all the time just because we have an extended period of time with people, but sometimes that friendship isn't really a friendship. It's, you know, it's just a mutualism sometimes, you know. I can use you for this and get this benefit and vice versa. 
So regardless of the length mm-hmm. of time, you know, once a friendship has run its course, sometimes it's okay to just let them go. You have to be able to evaluate that person's position in your life. And that person also has to know what their position is in your life. Because if they think they're higher than what they actually are, then that's also a problem as well. Come on. So, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yes. So there's a lot of different facets I, to that. Um, I do just feel like the friendship has changed. And, you know, they at this point have to decide if it's worth salvaging. So, guys, I agree <clears throat> with all of the statements being said. Um, I think for me, when it came to Molly and Issa, Danny, I had a similar um, thought process of you that eventually it mm-hmm. would come to this. Um, neither one of them like accountability. And if you know me, you know, um, one of the things that I thrive on is accountability in my mm-hmm. friendships. Um, I think also too, cause I'm going to segue out of Molly and Issa because what, really uh, was disheartening to see is a lot of the comments about their relationship. Um, Because Molly and Issa, if I'm correct, they haven't just been friends for like 10 years. They've been friends since they were children. And so you see them finally having what is a pretty big blow up. And immediately people are like... Let it go. Um, Y'all are arguing. It's now no longer um, enjoyable Mm -hmm. to watch without ever a conversation being had. Mm -hmm. Right. And I actually, I I, I was like, yo, this is bigger than Mm -hmm. Molly and Issa. What I'm really starting to see is how many people are quick to leave a relationship, not because it's painful. Mm -hmm. I mean, you you just like don't even have a conversation Correct. about it. You just leave. Avoid it. Um and so yes, you know, mm-hmm. I'm just um it's it's uncomfortable now, and so I'm just gonna leave, pack <coughs> my bag and go. And I'm like, so then at what point do you embrace accountability in your mm-hmm. relationship? And so it makes me worry about a lot of individuals in today's society because it lets me know if you can't handle a good friendship well, you can't mm-hmm. be a good spouse. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Um, Hello? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. <laughs> and she says you can't handle a spouse. And he popped in. Hey, hello. What, what the hell? Let me, hello. Let me let me stop you right there. No, just, <laughs> no I was I was on the other side. I I was hearing everything and talking. I don't know what happened, um, <laughs> but I kept trying to interject. I don't know, but no valuable points. Um, so the way the writers they set it up though they they've been for this whole season uh, alluding to it, like like it was said earlier. So on the first episode. It had Issa on the couch <laughs> and she was watching the news and then talking to somebody. Mm-hmm. I think she was talking to what, Nate? Nathan. She was talking to yeah. Nathan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was talking yep. to Nate. She was Nathan. talking to Nate. She was like, yeah, I don't ever with Molly no more. Mm-hmm. You know? And so we already knew it was going to be something. But uh, the little nuggets in between, uh, it seemed like, what it seemed like is they kept uh, referring to each other or they kept uh, trying to put each other in the 
uh, in an old framework, in an old context. It seems like they're trying to grow and go different places. Issa trying to get her stuff together. Uh, Molly is trying to really be more serious about a relationship. And then uh, they keep throwing little jabs that actually mm-hmm, now hurt. Mm-hmm. They probably were cool at another stage of their friendship because they knew, yeah, both of them, they ain't, they ain't got it together, whatever. Correct. Um, but now it's more serious because they're really trying. Like Molly's, Molly's really trying to do right. her best with this dude. You know what I'm saying? Like now mm-hmm. Issa's said the same things because if you remember last season, Issa took some jabs at Molly about how she is uh, with men mm-hmm. and with relationships. Issa, yeah. Issa and, been yes. jabbing Molly since season one. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, right. Right. Which, yes. which, which yes. both of them. They've both been, yep. you know they been jabbing each other since season one. Yes. Yes, They've been jabbing each other. And so mm-hmm. at one point in their friendship, it was cool. But at this point, it's a little bit more personal because they really see it actually happening like they they could and so they probably are thinking maybe i could if i didn't have this baggage of this friendship tying me to how i always have been you know what i'm saying so they're mm-hmm. so they're like mm-hmm. so they're like okay well uh, maybe this just is an old friendship because because that's the question with everybody like you all of us probably have been in a place or a space where it's like when do you let it go or when do you just work on it. When is it like this is the red flag mm-hmm. to just dip? Or when is it just like, oh, okay, well, nah, that's a small thing. We can work through it. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, that's good. I'll be very good. I'll be honest, guys. Like, goodness. It's just been really disheartening. I'm, I'm, y'all. Last week, seeing all of the comments really messed me up. I have really been praying over just people's friendships in general. Um, I don't think as a people, as a society, we know how to communicate well. I don't think we know how to communicate with each other effectively. And we tend to run off of emotions and um, are quick to sever ties because now we live in a culture of let me do whatever makes Mm -hmm. me feel good. And so if it doesn't make me feel good, it has to. Yes. Instant gratification. We are, it's almost like we Mm -hmm. worship it. Um, And so when it comes to Molly and Issa, some of the things I I realized is I wanted to ask people, at what point do you decide that a person is your person? And what Mm -hmm. does that mean for you? Um, Because I feel like, not every friendship is toxic. Hate it. I hate, hate it. it. <laughs> hate it. That word. We misuse that word. Please throw so it in the trash can. Right. <laughs> I mean, the word can be useful at some exchange now. <laughs> 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 but people some people put don't it really know what right. toxic is. Put it, in, put it in there with self-care, too. Okay. Yes. Right. <laughs> Jeez, not the self-care. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Y'all probably used that word a lot. All right. <laughs> but we use the word toxic. We're quick to use. Um, I'm cutting everybody oh, off. How many people have you seen? Right. It's the cancel culture. That's become are, such a big thing. It is the cancel culture. What yes. you say? Cancel it culture. really is. And so right. it's funny because not this 
last year, but going into 2019, I literally posted on my Facebook. I said, in 2019, instead of using the word toxic, I dare you to use the word of the year, reconciliation. And what might that look like for you? And reconciliation doesn't always mean that we go back to how it was. And I think that's what a lot of people misunderstand when I say they need to have a conversation. Because through them having that conversation, they might decide, hey, we need to restructure how Mm -hmm. our friendship looks. Or we might need to come up with a different game plan of how our friendship looks. Maybe we need a couple Mm -hmm. of months apart. Like, let's actually go in the conversation and look to see what's working and what's not working about Mm -hmm. our relationship. Instead of this big blow up and then we just walk away. We don't ever address it. Because guess what? You're going to carry mm-hmm. that hurt in your next friendship. Yeah, very true. That's I totally agree, man. Because I, I think I was disgusted by the whole... Because I used to hear it a lot, especially in church settings. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially in church settings. Man, you got to walk away. Yes. You got to... Some folks, you got to get out of there. Like, and, and, and to an extent, there, there you know. is... Then they use scripture and keep it moving. And keep it moving. Right. So like to to some extent it it might have validity. That's true. Okay. Cool. Um, because I think that Issa and Lawrence should just like dust off their feet and keep it moving. Me personally. Um but but um people just don't know how to hold on. Kind of like kind of like what you were saying. But what's really funny to me, I thought about it. I was like, with all of this, sometimes people just got to go, cut people off. What about when you're on the receiving end of that word, right? Mm -hmm. What if you're the one that needs to be Mm -hmm. cut off? You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It ain't as easy to take that word. Then it's like, oh, shoot. Right. Somebody got to walk away from me. It ain't just about me walking away from somebody. You know what I'm saying? And I'm I'm going to use this time to, to just say, just like the Bible says, take the, du- what is it? Uh, knock the dust off your feet. Yeah. And my version, keep it moving. It mm-hmm. also says that you're supposed to hold a mirror up to yourself. Mm-hmm. True, true, true. And so like, just like yeah. you were saying, um, you know, what if you're on the receiving end? I'm not even going to lie. I was at a place um, not too long ago where it seemed like a lot of my friendships became um, like cut off. And it was like, you know, is it me? And then maturity told me that at some point it was me because just like, you know, I, I kind of can put myself where Issa is in this past episode. Like she and I watched the only reason why I say this is because I watched the um, the after the episode with her in the screenwriter. Right. Um. And they said um, Issa is tired of always extending an olive branch. And sometimes you just want to be apologized to. And sometimes you just don't want to mm. be the bigger person. What? And I put myself in that situation before. I just did not want to be the bigger person because I was like, (laughs) if I'm always the one finding myself apologizing, then why am, why do I feel the need? And and that became my default setting. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm. At a default, like if something was to go down, I would go and be the one to apologize. And then I was like, Hey, but you weren't wrong. Mm -hmm. And when I, when I kind of like had to reevaluate where I was in certain relationships it was like, well, am I the person that was the utility? Mm-hmm. Like friendships of utility. If, am I the person 
who was only a friend until they didn't need me anymore. And maybe mm-hmm. that's the place that I was in with that. And so is that the type of friendship that I really want to salvage? Right, right. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's the that's the place I found myself in before. Yeah. And so I'm I'm speaking from that place. Like I've been the person who's always extended the olive branch, always apologized, always or or played the mediator between other friends, right? Um, and then found mm-hmm. myself like setting mm-hmm. up the, you know, let's go to Cheddar's. And don't tell you that the other person that you're having a problem with is going to be there because I just really <laughs> want to see. <laughs> I just really want to see you guys be back together, you know, be back to normal. And and I looked at all of them like I'm either the fixer or I'm the olive branch extender or I'm just exhausted. Mm-hmm. And when I became exhausted, I was like, all right, yeah, it was me. Mm-hmm. I was the enabler. Mm-hmm. Yo. Mm-hmm. So, what about the ending, right, of last night? I, I would y'all have walked in the restaurant? So the ending where uh, I I don't know. I'm sorry if I'm derailing us real quick, but you just nope, you just talked nope. about like walking in space and then like not telling the other person that you know they're gonna be there or whatever. Mm-hmm. So Issa walks to the restaurant and Molly's there. Would y'all have walked in? Would y'all would have done? The way the way I like food, I would have walked right on in. Matter of fact, I was sitting at the TV saying, "Go get your food, Issa. Go get your food, Issa." Especially if she orders. I would have walked in because I mean, that's just me though. Like I don't tend to shy away from difficult conversations, as difficult as they may be. Like I've had, I recently, maybe about a year ago or so, um, one of my good friends, we encountered a really maybe two years ago. We encountered a really rough patch. Um, We found that we weren't able to make time for each other. I felt like she was always too busy because she was doing a lot of things for work. Whenever we would schedule things, she wouldn't come or she would have to reschedule or she would come way, way, way late when it was time to leave. But then on the flip side, I would see her on social media that same night or the next day out and about with other people. So I started feeling, I know, I know. So social media, number one, is the devil, okay? (laughs) It makes you think all kind of things. Let's just get that out. Yes. So anyway, you know, I finally called her. I was like, listen, we need to address this elephant in the room. We need to have this conversation. So we had the conversation. And, you know, I definitely, you know, expressed how I felt. She expressed how she felt. She thought that I... um, was um, spending time with other people. I told her I felt that you were spending time with other people, but she conceded to where she was busy, but she told me where her intent was. So basically we had our conversation. Um, things kind of went on, uh, they, they went on the skids for a little bit, which is fine. Cause again, you know, you have to take time to rebuild, restructure and decide where someone needs to go. And when it comes to, you know, that cancel culture and cutting people off, before you can do something like that, you have to have introspection first. You got to self-examine and you have to practice Mm. discernment as well. You need both of those things before you can really say, okay, you were not for me. So granted, I was in my feelings. I knew she was kind. I knew where her heart was. So we're slowly and gradually kind of rebuilding our friendship. Um, and things are, you know, we're, take, we're taking it slow, but we're definitely enjoying the few times that we do spend together. We're not pressured to do this. We're not pressured to invite each other here. But when we do come together, we have a good time and it's pleasant. And I'm okay with that because that's how adults should compose themselves around other people. So I think I got off topic. I don't even remember mm-hmm. what we were talking about. But then... 
Oh, but it was a it glorious was, was, derail. Yeah. No, I went way off the rails. Yes. It was. It was good, though. It was My bad, It sounded like you had your no, very you've own the question, Molly, definitely. Uh, uh, Issa situation. Well, it wasn't like, quite a Molly and... Uh, well, verbatim, yeah. Well, uh, yes, ma'am. Uh, maybe, well. but not, not quite to that extent, I would say. Yeah. But it was just more so... Um, our perceptions of each other's prioritization of our friendships and where we fell in line in each other's friendship hierarchy. So, you know, Mm. of course, you know, people have a hierarchy. It's it's just natural. You have your super, super close, you have your besties, you have your lifelongers, and then you have your good friends, then you have your associates and you have people you say hey to in passing, you know? So we kind of had to figure out where we Sometimes were on that hierarchy. one person can be all of them. Some, exactly right. Exactly right. And then sometimes people <laughs> don't know where they fall, you so, know, so mm-hmm. that also creates conflict when well, people think they're closer to you than they actually really are. So, you know, again, Ooh, that's where those now. conversations have to come. You have to really let people know, hey, these this this is my crew right here. This is why you didn't get invited to my kickback and whatnot. Like, don't don't get in your feelings. You know, this is just what it is. So, I mean, it just it just is what it is. I think Danielle, you you bring up a really valid point. And Tanisha and I was just talking about this mm-hmm. literally the other day. It, yes. there is levels in friendship, and for some reason in this society. We don't get that. It's mm-hmm. either friend or best friend. And <laughs> do not call me an associate. My ego will right. not allow you to call me an associate. I want you to understand who I mm-hmm. am, what I bring to the table, honey. I'm a friend. And so the moment you mm-hmm. call somebody an associate, it's it's mm-hmm. it's almost mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you injured them. It's a derogatory yes. Um mm-hmm. And so people, here's the other thing that I, I need. People who are who listening, I need you to hear me. Just because somebody is nice hello does not hello. That was a mama moment. That sounds like face hello. important. Yes, indeed. Everybody that's smiling in your face, <laughs> all and I'm telling you. Yeah. And so I, I really see people. There's like, I'm like, well, why are you that, right? Well, she's so nice. That's it. That's not the exactly. end all be that all. Be, uh, 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 on the list, it should. Th- that right. Be automatic. Yes. I don't know why it's listening. Yes, like I expect you to be nice. That's that's like, oh, okay, hello, you seem nice. But there's other metrics to it. And so even with this whole friendship and how people are quick to say cut off Molly, I'm just like, first of all, how do you how do you get your friends? Like, how do you actually even establish your friendship in the first place? Because if you were establishing them correctly, then I want to know if you're so quick to cut them off, did you ever love them mm-hmm. in the first place? So was Molly, mm-hmm. that whole situation, um, what, two episodes ago now, or one episode ago, whatever, um, I think for Molly, she seriously overreacted. And I think the visceral reaction that we saw from what happened at the block party came out of emotion, just like everybody said, you know, in the beginning, we yeah. kind of like really do react off of emotion first and not so much mm-hmm. off of thought and introspection. But um, Molly was dead wrong. Um, oh, listen. Like if she would have rolled up on me the way she rolled up on me. 
Right. And yeah. right. It was it was so wrong. And I, it was kind of like, oh, she needs to be canceled. And, 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 and I know y'all hate that word, but but at the same time, it was like, no, um, that night, I don't think they should have pulled them apart um and let them continue to be apart. I think they should have gotten them out of the public eye and circled back and said, yeah. we're going to so-and-so's house or we're going to the nearest to whatever and we're going to have this conversation here because the time that it took to allow that to languish without even confronting it is now where you see this this past. And I don't think I'm going to I'm going to put it out there. I don't think they're going to get back uh, to being close if at all mm-hmm. friends in this season. I don't think, at all. I don't think not. 100%. I believe next next season we're going to see them living two separate so lives too. and it's going to be very mm-hmm. awkward for a minute until they, you know, they kind of like get back connected to one another because they're growing right now and they're mm-hmm. growing apart. And neither one of yep. them can take it. Yes. I agree. Yeah. Yep. So I I can I can answer Eric's question um would would I have Walked in to get yes, my, um, yes. man. Listen. Was the Ethiopian that girl? Yeah. What? Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the Tanisha, I am. <laughs> look, I know the Tanisha. I am okay. now. I would have walked in. Okay. Who I am right now, I would mm-hmm. have because now okay. I have language for what I want to say. Um, the Tanisha I was gotcha. three years gotcha. ago would have did what Issa did. Mm. Um, I I don't like confrontation now. But as I am growing and maturing, not only, you know, spiritually, but just as a person, I now mm-hmm. have language for those conversations. Um, and these past three years have been God really building me up mm-hmm. in my confidence with my relationships with people to understand the importance and the value mm-hmm. of having the language for those confrontations. Mm-hmm. Because you're going to have them in any relationship, not just friendships, your coworkers, your boss, your manager, and your spouse. So you have to know what language to use in order to know how to communicate. I know we always say, you know, people don't know how to communicate Mm -hmm. and it's because they lack the language to do so. Mm -hmm. So um, in this day and age, we would use the excuse of, well, I never really saw a friendship. Um, or I never really saw marriage, but it is 2020 and you can do your Googles and there are tons of books and free classes and seminars and webinars and things that you can do to grow, Mm -hmm. to know that language um, that you need. I know the first um, book that I read when I was learning was um, The People Factor by Van. Yeah, that's a good one. So good. It's an amazing book amazing and it really has a lot of introspection to it because I saw a lot of myself in certain situations where I would avoid or I would tiptoe or I would walk on eggshells with certain friends because I didn't want them to be upset with me mm-hmm. or I didn't want rough, to ruffle any feathers um, and then there were other friends who I felt that I could mm-hmm. so I did it a lot mm-hmm. Trying to overcompensate for the time. Oh, you told everybody how you feel. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> yeah, and you another. Know, <laughs> but I didn't have a balance. I didn't have a balance at all. So that situation between Lisa and and um mm-hmm. Molly and um Lord Jesus Molly, I definitely would not have walked in because you don't want to be hurt. 
um, you don't know how you're going to come off. You don't know where the conversation is going to go. But there is fear there mm-hmm. that this person will no longer be my friend. Yeah. As much as Issa wants to try to move on, which that was a whole episode, mm-hmm. she does not want to not be friends with mom. No. Mm-hmm. That's why she broke down with her mother. She doesn't. She can try to play pool where I'm good, where I can just do me. No, you don't want mm-hmm. to be um, rejected. Yeah. So uh, I definitely would not have. But again, now that I have the language for that conversation and willing to have that conversation and place that person where they need to be, respectfully so, mm-hmm. I would have definitely had that conversation. <laughs> I don't know if you had it right there at the restaurant. Right. Right. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> you never know how somebody's going to come off. But it would have been a conversation. Mm-hmm. You might as well. That was that was fate. And that's. Uh, I was. About oh, to go say, ahead. We saw. We saw. You're exactly correct because we also saw that she avoided that conversation the night of Thanksgiving. Um, she was at the same yes. exchange, and right. I think mm-hmm. you are absolutely correct when you said that. You know, she does not not want to be friends with her. She just probably doesn't know what to say or how to go about doing it because she can't keep avoiding it. It's kind of right. like when they say you keep sweeping the little dust under the rug and pretty soon you'll have that big old mountain of things that you're just trying to put a blanket over. And you, it's like you can't. You see it. It's in the middle of the floor. I think we've been seeing Issa sweep things under the rug. And now last night when she had the perfect opportunity to address it, she did what she normally does. So I believe that's what made her break down with her mom because she's just trying to like like all day in that episode you saw her mulling through her mind about mm-hmm. the words that Molly said to her that she's a user that she's this and she it's Molly is like her Jiminy Cricket in that essence like and she just could not get with it so she missed she kept missing opportunities and I'm I'm, I'm agreeing with you like wholeheartedly she does not know the language she does not know how to like really confront what you know what it is and she does not want the outcome. But she already knows what it is. Like, already. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I'm going to uh, piggyback off of that. So, to Eric, to answer your question, I'm I'm similar, like, to Nisha. Maybe, I would say, mm-hmm. five years ago, I probably would have walked out. Like, Nisha. Um, now, I'm okay with walking in and not having the conversation with you. But what people don't understand is you don't have to have a conversation in that moment, but you can tell someone, hey, I'm not ready to have a conversation and we can set up a time for us to have one. And I think people have to get to a place, one, of confidence with themselves to know that they have that right to say that. Like, just in seeing you doesn't mean that a conversation has to be had. But I can still be in the same space with you, do what I need to do, let you know what I need to let you know, and we have a conversation later. Right now, who I want to give a shout out to is Kelly. Because what I love is seeing my mutual friend call back to back to back to say, y'all need to handle this. And I can speak to that because when I literally watched that episode, I immediately looked at it, and then I called my line sister, and I said, yo, this episode takes me back to us. We literally had our own Molly and Issa um, 
moment almost exactly like that in college on her birthday. And people had to take us out of public, take us to a private room, and we talked about it, hashed it out, and it didn't wasn't resolved that night. But because we had people that loved the both of us, they right. made us go in a room and talk to each other. And we actually came out, maybe not in the mindset of the friendship as it was before, but to this day, we're calling each other. We're talking to each other. That's one of my closest. She's in my bubble for life. Um, but it took people outside of us. And it's going to take people outside of Molly and Issa because, quite frankly, both of them, mm-hmm. their ego and pride mm-hmm. is really bruised right now. So... I think sometimes we have to check the people around us to say, is there anyone that loves both of us enough to force us and be like, are you talking to each other? Because I need that conversation to happen ASAP. Like, I'm not waiting on the two Mm -hmm. of you to figure out when y'all going to have this. I'm telling you, it Mm -hmm. needs to happen, and it needs to happen. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So shout out to you, Kelly. Who I think is the funniest one on there, man. (laughs) Kelly is fun. Me. I love her. She's Kelly definitely my favorite. Hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When she said it, that'll... And she's a writer. Like she started as being like a temporary role and she's like, wow. Forever. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. Okay. It wouldn't be the same without her now. Yeah. Man, he's, she's hilarious. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. So I have a question. Um, given what was going on, and I saw I saw this uh, as a comment on a thread that I was following and I think it might have been one of you guys it was something along the lines of have you ever been a friend to someone and you realize that uh, no have you ever been someone's friend and you realize they weren't your friend hmm. yes yes that you yes. posted it or <laughs> <laughs> oh, no yes yes that I have. <laughs> <to the question. laughs> I'm sorry um, we are always going to be in positions where that's going to happen. Um, there's another book that I'm reading. Yeah, I'm a book person. Sorry. There's another <laughs> book that I'm reading um, by Dr. Um, mm-hmm. Darius Daniels. Yes. And it's called um, Relational Intelligence. And he basically breaks down all relationships, not just um, friendships, Um but he doesn't, It's he's mainly dealing about friendships, but you can put them in, in all positions where he basically comes from a biblical standpoint of how you're supposed to be choosing those relationships and how you should categorize them or break them down. And those people who you are their friend, but they are not yours, mm-hmm. they will be considered your assignments. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and we don't like that word the same way we don't like associate. Um, but <laughs> those mm-hmm. are people who your job is to pour yes. into them because there is something in you that they need. Yeah. So he yes. equates them to, and I hate to say this. Yes. <laughs> he equates them to what? It's true. I know where you're going with this. In, yes. I know, but not in, <laughs> not in the negative mm-hmm. term that you would think. Just biologically, I actually, that's that. That's what they are. Mm-hmm. They can be draining at times. They're a lot at times. But yes. you can handle it have, if it's a God-given assignment. Yes. You are supposed to be helping them and pouring into them and uplifting them. And then you go to for God Ooh, yes, for girl. your um, refilling. Yeah. Not them. They don't know how to mm. refill you. Um, they haven't learned that yet. 
your job is to help build them uh, in whatever area that they can place good. in your assignment. So, yes, I have had people mm-hmm. who were not my friend, <laughs> but I was their friend. And it took a minute to, for me to really realize that. It was definitely God letting mm-hmm. me know, hey, this person can't do that for you. Yeah. You can do this for them, but they can't do that for you. And he had to show me, right. no, literally, they don't know how to do this. Yes. And I'm like, I don't understand. If they see me doing it, how don't they? And then he would just reveal certain things to me to say, see, mm-hmm, when mm-hmm. they did this, this meant this, and this is why this. So I had to understand in that moment, mm-hmm. oh, okay, they don't know how to be my friend. So I would mm-hmm. lean on God yes. to figure out, okay, when am I supposed to do this? Should I lend them this amount of money? Should I help them here? Yeah. Instead of just doing it because, well, I have a friend. What are these books you say? If you look at my library, everything in my book uh, library has everything to do with like race and politics. I probably need (laughs) some relationship books. That is so true, though. Like, that speaks almost verbatim to a friendship that I have to this day. This person is one of my very best friends now. But, you know, about 13 years ago, I I was even talking to my husband. I said, why am I friends with this girl? I, I really don't feel her like this. But she won't go away. She won't go away. I can't get rid of her. What do I do? Should I just cut her off? And Brandon said, my husband's name is Brandon. My husband, he said, you know, don't cut her off. It'll just cause more of a mess. Don't cut her off. So with my own spiritual, you know, maturing and growing and through that process, I learned that exact thing that I was there to help her along her path to maturity and spirituality and learning how to be a better person in general. And I was there to show her that. So by virtue of me being there, even though she annoyed me to the nth degree years ago, she has grown and transformed so much. Like we are literally some, we're like some of the bestest friends today now. So imagine where things would be. Like imagine I would have missed out on her had I cut her off back then. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and now I have this, yeah, this, this I jewel. Kinda, yeah. I mean, it took some work, but you know, had a polisher, <laughs> you know, iron sharpens iron. So yes. yeah, it, it's, I, I definitely felt that one. Cause I've, I've literally lived that. So yes, it's very true. Some people are your assignment. And so the links to these mm-hmm. books, right. Will you drop them in the podcast as well? <laughs> Just text me. Look, I have to whisper. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, there's another book, because I knew T was going to talk about those two, but the third book that's really good for anybody who's dealing with Mm -hmm. relationship is Boundaries. Mm. And I don't know if anybody has ever read that, but I remember when I read that years ago, it gave me language to understand. Mm -hmm. A lot of times we think of boundaries as walls, and that book Mm -hmm. really taught you that, no, they're fences with gates and you can have as many circles around you. And so sometimes if you had like going back to Issa and Molly, if they had the conversation, Issa and Molly might find, okay, you might not no longer need to be in this inner circle. I might need to put you Mm -hmm. out a couple of circles for just a couple of seasons. 
Because with those gates, I can determine if I let you out and I can also determine when I let you back in. Right. And so that's something else that I feel like people don't understand. But I am learning, too. Mm-hmm. People don't like boundaries. They think it's a bad thing. And I'm just like, the more boundaries you put in place, mm-hmm. you give language and mm-hmm. teach people how to treat you. Yes. And what you're willing to accept. On the flip side of that, you have to be willing to accept mm-hmm. that they may not respect Absolutely. your boundaries. I tell my all the time that they have to set their boundaries. And I don't care who it's with. Set boundaries with your coworkers. Set boundaries with your family. Set boundaries with your friends. In all things, you should have your boundaries set. Mm. And like you said, you know, pay attention to if they're mm-hmm. willing to respect your boundaries or not. Mm-hmm. Especially boundaries ooh, within ooh, families. That's a whole, <laughs> other, for a whole other day. <laughs> oh, it's that time already? Oh, wow. It's been an hour and six minutes. Yes, a good hour damn. and six minutes. It's been awesome. It, it really has been a good hour yes. and six mm-hmm. minutes. This has been amazing. Oh, I thought you oh. were leading. Oh, I Nobody thought you were saying time. final thought, and then I thought you were going to continue. I didn't know you were <laughs> opening the floor for final thought. Uh, message that's funny so we got messages for you fam come on so I'm opening the floor up I think that I don't I, don't, I think that someone else should go first namely um, the, the only man Eric <clears throat> well thank you because I really want to know if this, I really want to know if this is, no, like legit, if it was, if the shoe was on another foot, right, on the other foot, and it was um, Lawrence and, what is his Ooh, what's his name? name? The funny one. Uh, he's hilarious. Chad. Chad. Yeah, Chad. Oh, Chad. Chad. If it was oh, yeah. Lawrence and Chad, right, and you could yes. relate to it more. Um, not saying that you can't relate to like a Molly and Issa situation, but from a male perspective, do you think this would have Not the way blown up the way nah. it did. Because I don't even know if, like, because we didn't get to this. I think I wanted to ask it. Like, was was that a was that a major offense? Was oh, that was was uh, was Issa wrong? It was trivial at best, but it was not a major offense. I didn't think it was. I didn't think it was. I mean, yeah, I don't no, think it was, it was not major. I didn't think it was <laughs> what? a huge deal. Like, I didn't say. So the offense, which the, what, the offense wait, that I'm talking about I'm is so her what trying to secure. Yeah, yeah, she went to Nate to try to mm-hmm. secure an act for her show because yeah. she needed to be bailed out, and Nate helped her out. But she mm-hmm. felt, and so Molly felt like, "Oh, you went behind my back after I told you." Yeah, you gotta talk to me before you get to my mate. <laughs> so this is this is where mm-hmm. I go back to boundaries. Mm-hmm. Was it a major offense? Absolutely not. Come on, Molly. You mm-hmm. met uh, mm-hmm. and Issa. Right. And you also mm-hmm. came up to her. So she had another avenue. She, she also offered exactly. him as a resource exactly. in the first episode exactly. of the season. Exactly. She sure did. She sure did. So my issue and that wasn't with Issa. Molly just used that as a scapegoat. My issue was with Molly because Molly, when you were on the phone with Issa saying that you didn't want to ask Andrew 
you did not set all of the boundaries around your relationship with your man. And to expect your friend's Mm -hmm. boundaries to be in relation to your man. So because you didn't accept that, you mm-hmm. can't get upset with exactly. her because she had another way of talking to him that didn't mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'll, I'll, and kept you right. out of it. As you asked like her to. Like, hey, you need a plug? Hey, go ahead. Right, uh, right. Uh, simple. It, it was very simple. I feel like it was very simple. So it was blown out of proportion. I don't think it would have gotten to that point. Um, uh, I think guys maybe, uh, I think we might find a little different, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but not saying that things that our friends do don't offend us. Like, nah, we do have uh, times where you know we sidestep each other. Um, but at the end of the day, that's what develops a friendship. It's some resistance. It's some challenges. It's uh, you're gonna have some disagreements and fights and arguments with any relationships. That's actually what makes it better, stronger. Uh, you you can only test the validity or the strength mm-hmm. of a friendship by how strong it is in adversity. You know Ooh, what I'm saying? The, mm-hmm. the, the 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 Bible even yes. says that Come on. friends mm-hmm. love at all times and brothers are there in times of adversity. So mm-hmm. that's yeah. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. so so that's the ministry Robert of a friend. A friend is a ministry. Um, but it, it just it comes by some testing and some hard times, but it is what it is. I don't think it's the end for um Issa and Molly because we saw we saw that they had, you know, mm-hmm. past seasons they fallen out. Even when it came to uh Issa and Lawrence breaking up, but when Issa mm-hmm. was sad and Lawrence was like, Okay, well, I think I'm gonna go to the house and they was all the way where they was like in Florida or something. Well, I don't know where I don't know where they was, but you see, Molly drove her all the way back. Yeah, that was her mm-hmm. friend, even though they was bad with each other. You know, so mm-hmm. nah, it's all good. They'll be all right. They'll be fine, but uh, I don't think it's gonna be this. It season. might take a little time. I think no, that's what yeah. my wife was saying as well. Yeah, like, uh, nah. So, because <laughs> my wife was like, nah, I wouldn't have went in there either. I wouldn't have went in the shop, but you mm-hmm. know, it was only two days after. So, yeah, give it a little time. Yeah, you're right. I agree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So those good are my stuff. final thoughts. <laughs> good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. Whose turn is it? Good stuff. Okay, I'll go. So this is Danny. Um, Whoever so wants my to final thought, I, I don't get me to lie which scripture and verse it is, but it's one of my favorite um, scriptures I use as it pertains to friendships, and it is as follows. He who desires friends should present himself as friendly. Friendly, yeah. So, you know, when it comes to how I interact with others, I definitely believe in treating others the way I want to be treated. So that includes, you know, enforcing your boundaries, you know, telling your, your hard no's and, you know, just setting the tone for the things that you have in expectation and being respectful, respectful communication with one another, you know, like knowing when it's appropriate to speak on an issue y'all are having when it's not appropriate. Like my colleague and I, that I had the the little mini tiff with, like we went to a frozen yogurt shop and had frozen yogurt and talked about our beef, you know? <laughs> so you just have to know the time and the place so that your words can be respectful so that they can actually be heard and received by the other person. You have to be in a 
mindset to be able to receive what someone else is saying. If you're upset, if you're heated, you know, no one's going to hear a word you're saying. So that's my final thought. That's nice. dope. Um, I, especially when you said mm-hmm. y'all yep. have beef and sure ice cream. With the gummy bears on top, girl. You talked about your beef over ice cream. Um, but for me, uh, my final thought is this. I had to do a lot of introspection, as I said earlier, um, just looking at a lot of my friendships. And one thing that came out of that time is that I really needed to make sure that my vertical relationship with God was okay. Um, and that I was, you know, really getting poured into before I could work on my horizontal relationships um, with other people. And the reason why that was so important is because it's like there, I, I firmly believe that if God is searching my heart, God knows everything that I want to say, how I, how I, how I, really feel about a situation and if I prayed about it and I received my peace and my solace about it then I can move forward and take the same you know that same energy like we people like to say and and use that towards different situations in my life inclusive of friendships and relationships with other people and one of the things another thing that I learned is if I don't know how to um if I don't know how to come correct with God I won't know how to come correct mm-hmm. with anybody okay. else and when I pray, I always mm-hmm. say, Lord, if I'm honest and you already know, then I have to be honest and say this. And I take that same stance when it comes to dealing with friendships and relationships with other people. So um, that's that's what really helped me grow my friendships. That's what really helped me realize that some people, you know, you just have to pray for them and keep it moving. Other people, you really have to put intentionality and focus in your prayer life. Mm-hmm to pray and ask God how you deal with a certain yeah. certain situation or a certain person before you dishonor yourself and yeah, the relationship man. that you have with God. So, yeah. so with, with Molly and Issa, yeah. or if it was me and my best friend or, or just me and my sisters or brothers, whatever, I know that my relationship with them is contingent upon the close relationship that I have with God. So if I, if I ain't really prayed mm. about it, I'm really not going to be 100 with them. Yeah. Point blank period. Mm. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Um, my final thought, um, it might be a little bit of a devil's advocate, but um, I know we're talking about they all need to have a conversation. And um, I like where you went with that, Heather, about you praying and getting your um relationship with God right first. I would also say pray about that conversation. Because sometimes God does not want you to necessarily have a conversation because there's work that he's doing on the other side of that person. Um, I have had a friendship end. I've had had a friendship end very abruptly without conversation. And it hurt me a lot. And God was like, there's some work that I'm doing. So there's no need to try to have a conversation with that person. Um, There may be reconciliation down the line. And I've had multiple dreams that we did reconcile, but he said right now and in that moment is not the time to have the conversation. Mm-hmm. He said, because all you're going to do is defend yourself when you didn't necessarily do anything wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, you're just hurt because it ended, but I'm doing something great. And in, in the both of you, and it's going to yeah. be separate. 
so it was a very hard time and it was very hurtful um so it ended without conversation but I am um understanding that sometimes he doesn't want you to have it at that moment maybe that person is not going to be receptive um maybe they don't see both sides or maybe their own relationship with Christ is not where it needs to be so you're coming back being a friend is not really going to work um so then in this essence you're kind of growing apart because Mm -hmm. um one person is growing and one person is refusing to grow so a lot of things go into that conversation so you really need to be prayerful as to where you should go next i know a lot of times that's the first thing we want to do especially if it's like danielle you don't mind confrontation (laughs) that has a connotation to it i I don't mind discussing (laughs) difficult topics and i don't mean it's yes topics but sometimes you have to make sure first Mm -hmm. off is supposed to be handled Mm -hmm. um because like i said maybe there are things that he's doing with that person and he doesn't actually want you to have the conversation because they won't be receptive Uh, Mm -hmm. it could be weeks later Mm -hmm. exactly it could be weeks later it could be months later we don't know so um i would definitely say definitely be prayerful about where you need to go next and just go with god's leading and i would love to see them um get back together i hope they do Mm -hmm. but like you guys said it will more than likely be another season from now and we'll see how they each grow and mature on their own and then get Mm -hmm. back together and see where that goes nice uh my final thought so it's a blending of the two um a few years ago i could not stand confrontation i did not want it um this these years i'm actually okay with it i understand the need and necessity for having difficult and hard conversations even if you don't feel like it conversations have to be had at the same time because of where i'm at with my relationship with god i literally ask him for strategy for everything Mm -hmm. including friendships and so I've been in a season where I've been desiring to have conversations um, similar to Tanisha uh, but God has literally let me know not yet because there are some things I'm doing um, in the two of you um, there's a certain time that I want you to have the conversation Um, and so realizing God literally if you if you don't Mm -hmm. do nothing else Understand that he orchestrates everything. Everything. Uh, everything. I mean, if you you can have mm-hmm. a conversation, but if you don't have yep. it at the right time, in the right moment, with the right mind frames at, brought mm-hmm. to the table, they'll just be words falling on deaf ears. Mm-hmm. And right. so people's hearts can literally a noisy gong or a clanging and cymbal. There it is. There you have it. And mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. but. You know, sometimes you have to pray, God, is, is is even my heart made of stone right now? Or have you given me a heart of flesh to be receptive of what's going on? Sometimes God wants to deal with you. And he has with me even been like, I want to deal with your own emotions and feelings about situations. True. Um, mm-hmm. So sometimes separation is not always a bad thing. Um so be discerning as to when God wants you to have conversations and how he wants you to have them. Um I also mm-hmm. tell you to be discerning on what friendships he wants you to have. 
um, right, what, what relationships he's bringing to you and when he is severing one um, is other is the other thing. Um, I also agree. Molly and Issa will be back at it. You can tell it, um, but it will not be this season. And I actually think the way Issa is writing this mm-hmm. is beautifully done for a cancel culture that we're in. Um, oh. So I'm excited to see not the end of this that's season, a whole word season, when she goes into yes. reconciliation. Uh, I think that's going to be. Um, I think that's going to shock a lot of people, and they're not going to like it. I can already see that. Um, but the last thing that I want to leave for our listeners is actually a couple of resources. If you're struggling with relationships, we've talked about three different books. We've talked about boundaries. We've talked about the people factor by Van Moody. And we've talked about relational intelligence by Darius Daniels. Please go get those books um, because when, what they're talking about may seem basic, but when you read them, it's not. Sometimes we know things that we don't do. Yeah, <laughs> um, it, it's just mm-hmm. what it is. Oh, I know that, but you don't do them, and so you don't get the benefit of them in everything. Um, and then the last um, thing that I'm going to give you as a resource isn't even a book; it's um, a series. And mm-hmm. I don't know if any of you on here listen to Doctor mm-hmm. Matthew Stevenson. If <laughs> you don't. Prepare your wigs to be snatched, okay? Um, but whole <laughs> oh, yeah, that was cool. Body series from last year. All he yeah, that was is cool. talking about is relationships. And he is not just talking about mm-hmm. your spousal relationships, he's talking about all manners. All um, mm-hmm. I truly look at any type of relationship as a soul tie. Uh, we tend to think of soul ties nope. as just um, your, mm-hmm. you and your significant other, but you can have a soul, can have a soul tie, tie to, to a relative place. or a parent. Yes, mm-hmm. you can. And you can mm-hmm. Yes. And yes. That's true, too. Yeah, there yep. you have it. Yes. And everything. And they can sure be can. good and bad. And everything. Yep. If you read about Jonathan and David, what is the ultimate conversation about friendship in the Bible because the Bible talks about friendship all throughout it basically is a whole book on how to deal with relationships whether or parenting or marriage relationships the whole Bible is just talking about relationships and stuff but Jonathan and David is Mm -hmm. I mean a friend that sticks Mm -hmm. closer than a brother and everything so when you when you think about friendships think of one go back to the word see what it's talking and giving you strategy to deal with your own relationships, get those books, listen to that series, and then go and listen to Michael Todd's series on relationship goals. I'm, I'm serious. Your life will be blessed, and you will definitely look at how you engage and even begin all types of relationships in your life. So those it. are my thoughts on it. I hope that helps somebody. So, yeah. Well, guys, thank you for coming on. Um, if you want to share, where can our listeners find you? Um, you don't have to, but if you would like to share, where they, can they find you? You can go ahead and do your shout-out. And just thank you for your time. We love thank you. Thank you for inviting and me. I feel cool. so special. Yeah, thank yes. you. This great. This mm-hmm. is so super, super, super yeah. dope. I appreciate That's the so invite. Great. Oh. What are we going to talk about Lawrence and Issa, though? 
A major uh, conversation. Uh, <laughs> there is nothing Ooh, to talk boy, about. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I don't nah, think they're going to circle so. back, but that's just me. I don't think they need to. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That might be a situation. We'll find out. I think you better let it go. <laughs> <laughs> dum, 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 dum. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, until next time, guys, you can find me, Crystal, on Crystal Charmaine on Facebook. And I am Crystal Charmaine on IG. And you guys can follow me on Facebook is Tanisha Williams. And Instagram is Styles by Tanisha J. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) No, you do not. You do not. No. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. Until next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to She Labs and She Blessed. Bye. Thanks again for listening. We hope that you were blessed by today's discussion. To keep up with the latest on the She Labs podcast, be sure to subscribe on most major streaming platforms. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. If you feel led to donate, please send donations to paypal.me forward slash She Labs. And don't forget to send us your questions as well. We'd love to hear from you. As always, stay blessed.